Hi and welcome. My name is Ali Hart and I am the host of this podcast and you're listening and watching how to build a creative business in a noisy world. I really hope you enjoy the episode. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode in how to build a creative business in a noisy world. It is always a pleasure to have you and this is the second part of my story. Um, This makes me feel very privileged actually to be able to say oh I've got a big story to tell but you're here because you want to learn from my mistakes Uh, you're also here because hopefully you find value in what I share so nothing says learning quite like knowing the full story Uh, so here goes I think I got up to the part where my son was born when I became self-employed so the way it worked really was my life changed because I had a baby and I actually barely remember life before kids because we were so young because 25 whenever I had um, our eldest boy I wouldn't change it I love it now because it means that I am able to focus on my career even though I'm tiny bit broody at the minute but the things that I really remember about the start of that self-employment were what I touched on in the last episode which was doing these little projects for you know 30 pounds here 30 pounds there Um, I remember him going into our eldest son going into paid nursery and so that was in like 2010. By the time we got round to doing that, he was under a year still, or just over a year. Um, and I wouldn't make enough to cover the cost of that. So it was very much from the beginning um, a dream over finance. Is that right? But I know that I touched on, I talked about valuing myself and valuing my work. Um, so I would have also ran art workshops community cross community ones so um with the traveling community with elderly people with the ymca and this was do you know what actually every time i run a workshop now and i'm preparing for it and i'm sitting in the studio now looking at the paint pots that i will fill for the two packs that people have ordered for the 21st of May, my last workshop, by the way. Um, I still remember packing up my wee Corsa, uh, dropping our son off to childcare or to my mum's um, or leaving him with my mother-in-law and rushing down, unpacking the car. Um, all of this for maybe... I suppose it'd be a full day, uh, like you maybe get £30, but then that would also be, so your materials, my materials would have um, come out of that as well. So you basically were left with nothing. You did get petrol money. Was it maybe 50p a mile when you did a lot of the work for the community arts? Um, But basically what I'm saying is I wasn't doing that for the money. I was doing that because I loved it and because it was still a way of feeling like I was tapping into my creativity and it was also a way of working with people which is what I love and giving people value especially young people 
who I was working with. Um, I would have worked with social services as well, which was uh, certainly a slightly better paid um, day of work, but it still took a lot of preparation. I was working with young people who had abused solvents or who had been um, sexually abused and there was like an art therapy role. And I am so thankful for those times too because all of that helps you understand people and helps you lead people in a create create a creative path that is like non-judgmental, that is very much centered on them and what they need and how they need to progress. And um, that's what those early years of my employment and of the business were. Um I made so little for so long that I was almost 10 years out of university that they they nearly took away my student loans. <laughs> so it's kind of like if you leave the country for a while or if you um if you earn so little then they kind of they write it off but sadly I obviously then started to make um enough where I was de- declaring some of the the little profits that I was making. Um so really with that the financial side wasn't my goal it felt like I was just finding my feet as a mum even I've mentioned this before but even like my fashion sense went out the window because my body changed and then um, friends weren't at the same stage as me so I felt very lonely and I just started to do running. I had read a blog, um, Kesa, who I still communicate with quite a bit and she was called Mother Runner, I think, at the time. And then also one of my very close friends now is Claire Kelly, who I met when I was blogging. But those little bits in the early days, community arts of doing these little side projects of selling cards, um, they were valuable and they were good and I'd also then started the photography by that stage but alongside that was the I guess what you could say the marketing such as it was really what it was was me finding my voice online it was me blogging because a good friend of mine called Grace Atwood who I've had on the blog podcast here who I actually would see about twice a year normally except COVID has changed that but she was blogging at the time we were like I was, you know, she probably would say she was a small fry at the time. I was even l- less of a fry than that. So I was a teeny tiny fry uh, who relied on my mum and my friends reading my blog. Uh, but that was the start of my journey to building up an audience where I was giving value, but also <laughs> helping myself out. Um showing that I could do something and that I was going to make something of my time and yeah the the creative writing in a very colloquial sense so a bit like this the way I'm talking to you that's the way I would write that became an art form in itself and that grew so that was kind of alongside these other jobs and then there was the photography so then your blog would show images of the photography at the same time. You know, if I had a wedding, I would do a blog about it. That was like a real thing for a while until 
Instagram and Facebook started to become these what they call microblogging. I would talk about here. Um, so rather than these big lengthy blogs, which actually, by the way, I'm going back to because we're trying to work on the SEO of my website. Um, so take note, please do get a blog up and running. It's really good for your Google rating. Um, but those microblogs really kind of annoyed me at the start because I was like, ugh, people are so lazy. They're not taking the time to do all these blogs. But they actually really work now and it means people can capture little short stories and underneath their images. Pardon me. So the, that was that. Then the painting started. Um, people who now pay a lot of money for the same size of painting as people paid me £50. Uh, there was a, a market, a pop-up market. The guy Stephen, who um, I should have on here actually sometime, Stephen Farnan, he is a ceramicist I guess you would say and a sculptor and he started a pop-up which was genius and it was in St George's Market and I didn't even know about prints then I was just selling these little originals but he gave me a spot so that's the other thing see the people that give you a space and value you and give you an opportunity there's another one Caroline who is I should have on here too she runs Belfast Food Tours she was one of the first people to acknowledge me and to try and get me places. Um, another one is Bob McCubrey from Morn Seafood who let me hang my paintings in his restaurant. Those are the people that, well, do you know what? Those are the people that you'll probably continue to have relationships with, the ones that give you the chance to start with. But that's like in life, isn't it? You remember the people that give you a seat at the table. So that was happening didn't mean I was making any money necessarily but it meant people were giving me a spot people believed in me even though I didn't really believe in myself even though my degree said first class honours and my master said distinction that didn't mean I could sell paintings any better or any easier unless you've got a chance so are you bored yet I'm actually just thinking is this so boring but whatever I'm committed now so yeah, that, that's kind of where I was for a while. But in amongst that, I had my second child. Um, and then by the time I... Then we went through the adoption process after my second child, which failed. That was a real hard time. Um, I also then had a miscarriage. And again, that was like a journey, real journey. And then if you fast forward to me having the prints there was prints and there was my first website my second website uh then it was just about building the prints because I wanted it to be every day but again what's happening now with the website now that we're in 2021 is that the demand for paintings are growing and I want the prints in a year's time to just be less of a thing Oof, now that I'm putting it out there it feels like I have to commit to that but the prints are amazing and they got me to where I am and they became really what I was then able to push because they were in a market that people were the same as me my audience was the same as me they didn't have um you know like people have to think about you before they commit to a purchase so I was not buying loads, um, which I guess is then reflected in how my sales pitches are or whatever. Not that I really feel like I have sales pitches, but we all have intentions really with what we're doing. So I guess in 2016, 
that's when I had Abraham, our little boy, who's now five. I would say it was then. I remember he was six days old and I was wrapping prints, print orders. And I had the cleaners at my house and I thought I'd made it. I was like, I have actually made it. I have cleaners. What a privilege. I have an order on my website. Like it was £30 order, £40 order, but that's an order. I still get excited about orders on my website, by the way. That was a time when I thought this can't get any better. But at the same time, it needs to get better because you still didn't know month to month what was going to happen. I could probably do the next five years in another episode again but I would say you've been following since then or you've certainly looked back and been able to listen to this podcast which probably started in about 2017 18 I should really know that I am able to tell you now that it has grown um, especially in the last year and a half it's grown rapidly both um, financially and in terms of the team However, with this new big transitional shift in the business, I am not afraid to tell you that I feel like I'm back to square one. I worry I'm not going to move on. I've got fears just the same as you. I worry that people are not going to show up. If I don't show up, I worry that I'm just talking to a brick wall. I worry that my YouTube is just nonsense. But I'll get there. And the way that I'll get there is the way I would tell you to get there. And the way that my story has hopefully shown you that I get there, it's by putting your head down and committing to the job at hand in a joyful manner and trusting your gut and trusting your team. So whichever stage you're at today, I hope that you can trust your gut. I hope that my story uh, enlightened you in a little bit. Um, Feel free to ask other questions on social media. I know there's a number of you contact me through Instagram. It feels quite nice and calming to share this with you because unless you vocalise your journey or you brainstorm it down or you talk about it to your team, you don't understand it yourself. When you're in it, it's that old thing of like, I'm just looking here at a hydrangea painting that I have and I'm not afraid to say it's it's gorgeous. But when I was making that, I was not in it. I was in it, but I wasn't standing out looking at the lime greens and how muted the purple is underneath and the variation of the blues on top. It's only when you stand back that you see that and you see the growth and all the little pieces of the puzzle. So I have a long way to go. I'm glad to be on this journey. I'm glad to just, at the minute what's happening, just to give you an idea, is I'm just showing up. I am recording I am figuring out the subscription model. I am figuring out my YouTube channel. I am painting and I'm painting joyfully and without expectation. And I am probably on the lookout actually for someone to help with content for social media, which doesn't, it it feels wrong in a way because it comes so naturally to me. I love social media, but it feels like I'm ready for a shift in that too. So that's my story. That's my part two anyway. Maybe there'll be a part three. If you stick around long enough. Okay. I imagine the next couple of episodes will be, I think I talked about accountability I wanted to do for you. Uh, I wanted to do about um, maybe to revisit some of the topics, maybe around pricing and around deciding what way to do, how many hats to wear, how many hats to wear. That's what Sharon would say. 
so um, how you can refine that down and get the best from what you're doing so that you're committed and that your business grows but for now I'll see you on the other side please do subscribe and you can um, leave a little review thanks so much for tuning in today if you enjoyed the episode I would really appreciate some feedback or for you to hit subscribe so that you get all the content every week in your inbox and if you would like to check out my website it's alihart.com especially if you were thinking about uh, needing some mentoring sessions because I have openings coming up in the summer thanks for watching and listening and I will see you on the other side Thank you.